There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Thursday, April 2nd. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus, and discuss what could happen next. On today's episode, who should be wearing face masks? When coronavirus cases first started popping up in Florida and around the United States, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and health officials repeatedly advised that healthy people should not wear masks. And as it stands today, that's still the guidance listed on the CDC's website, but it's possible that may change soon. In the last week, some of the nation's top doctors have confirmed that the United States is in fact looking into whether the public should wear face masks. On March 30th, Dr. Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC, told WABE in Atlanta that the agency was looking closely at its guidelines for who should wear masks. On March 31st, Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, told CNN that public officials are seriously considering broadening the recommendation. And on April 1st, U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams told NBC's Today Show that he asked the CDC to look into its guidelines now that we know that there's been a, quote, significant amount of asymptomatic spread, unquote. So to get a better understanding of why this is happening, we are joined today by Dr. Marissa Levine. Dr. Levine is a professor of public health and family medicine at the University of South Florida. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you for having me and thank you for getting good information out. My first question is, why do you think the CDC is considering changing the recommendation now? I think that with any situation like this, we're in a pandemic It's an evolving issue, and we learn as we go. So we have to continually adjust and adapt as information comes in. And the the real issue here is we're learning about how this virus actually transmits. Mm -hmm. You may have heard, and your listeners may have heard, that uh, we initially believe that it's transmitted through what's called respiratory droplets. So if you sneeze or cough, sometimes you can actually see particles in the air. Those large droplets carry the virus to somebody else who might be within a six-foot distance. But now there's questions about whether it could be transmitted further away. And then I think the real issue that's driving this, though, is that we know that at least about 25% of people who've been um, exposed to the virus are asymptomatic. They have no symptoms at all. And 
that more importantly, they might even be able to transmit virus to other people when they don't have any symptoms. So the questions come up is, is there some utility in wearing a mask actually to prevent other people from getting infected by you if you were to be asymptomatic? That's the question that's being looked at. So do you think we should have been wearing masks all along? I I don't think we know yet. And um, again, it's not so much to protect you from other people. Mm -hmm. What we have said, and I, I think this needs to be emphasized, is that if you're sick and coughing and you have to go out or if you end up becoming a patient, often a mask will be placed on you or you are asked to place a mask so that you, your coughing doesn't send uh, particles out to other people. So we've all along said that people who are sick with symptoms, if you have to be around other people, wear a mask. So even if you're isolated at home and you have a caregiver, it would be important for that person with symptoms to wear a mask. Now I think we're saying maybe a person who's asymptomatic could also transmit the virus and maybe they too should wear a mask for the exact same reason. So the Chinese CDC has recommended that people wear a mask when going out. Austria, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia have all made face coverings in public mandatory. So the United States obviously hasn't done this yet. You've gone through a lot of these reasons, but can you kind of explain why you think this is? Sure. I think some of it is related to effectiveness. Mm-hmm. We don't know if wearing a mask um, actually will protect you from other people. And we do know that the kind of mask that people usually wear, not the N95s, but surgical masks yeah. or cloth masks or homemade masks, they tend to be leaky and it's and not necessarily protective. So there's an effectiveness issue. There's a supply issue. Yes. Um, we, we need to make sure that our healthcare workers, our first responders, our people working on the front line are the ones who are primarily protected. And right now we have safer at home or stay at home orders. Mm-hmm. So we don't want people to be out anyway. So, so the supply issue is another reason why I don't think it's been uh, standardized around this country. And then here's a third one I think is really important. There's a false sense of assurance that can come from wearing a mask that might make you forget that you need to do all the other things that we've been talking about, which is maintain your physical distance, clean, wash your hands, sanitize and disinfect surfaces, those type of things. And I do think if you wear a mask, you might not be thinking about doing those other things quite so much. And quite frankly, those other things are probably more important. So I think that's why it hasn't been universally accepted here. But it may change as the burden of disease continues to increase in the country. One other thing I kind of think about, about why maybe it's not as widespread here or recommended here quite yet, is that there maybe there's like a stigma around wearing masks. Can you speak to that? Oh, there's a big stigma. In fact, um, I remember being in Virginia and many states have laws against wearing a mask and they go back to concerns about uh, entities like the Ku Klux Klan and the racism, the history of racism in this country, um, in addition to people who are criminals and they're trying to hide their, their uh, identity. So all of that is kind of behind the scenes on mask wearing. It's the history, the negative history of wearing a mask. And there are some states that have laws. Now we're in generally in, we're in a national state of emergency. And I believe pretty much every state has a state of emergency. 
So those laws could be um, pushed aside for the time being. But there is still some concern about mask wearing and the stigma and the implications of what it means in the United States could be. Yeah, I also just think about there, I like see a range of reactions when people are wearing masks. It's like a sign that someone is sick or that they shouldn't be in public. Or it's also maybe people who see people wearing masks are like, well, you're taking resources from a medical professional who, who needs them. So there's a lot at play right. here. There is. I, you know, I think, again, as the burden of disease in the country increases, it may be appropriate that anybody who has to be out uses some type of face covering and then it becomes accepted because we're all doing it. But the question still comes out is do we have enough supply? And even if we don't have enough supply, do we have enough guidance in terms of how to make a mask that actually provides some form of protection? And I think that goes back to that effectiveness question because we, we still are trying to learn what is effective to prevent us spread from this virus. And, you know, it's not every fabric carries the same level of protection. We've covered a lot here, and I just want to be clear to a listener who might be wondering, should I wear a mask? What would you tell them? Well, let me, let me just say this. The CDC and the WHO have good websites that identify what to do to protect yourself. So make sure whatever you do related to masks that you're following all of these other pieces of guidance because they're critical. But if if you meet the current criteria, which don't call for everyone wearing a mask in public, um, but if you, if you are taking care of somebody who's sick or if you're sick yourself, there is a place for mask wearing. And if you are concerned about the potential of being exposed and may being an asymptomatic carrier, you could wear a mask, but you need to, um, I think, look at videos like they have on the WHO website about how to do that. Because if you're going to do it, do it well and do it right. Um, but remember, if you're taking surgical masks kind of uh, out of circulation from healthcare workers and first responders, I would worry about that from a supply point of view. Yeah, and it makes you kind of wonder if, you know, the CDC or the WHO does come down with something regarding this. Like, would they recommend an N95? I'd, I'd highly doubt that because those are the masks that the uh, health workers on the front line need so desperately. But it, it'll be interesting to see what they decide if they yeah, decide. I'm pretty sure they will not recommend an N95 for all the reasons you just mentioned. Um, and for remember that if you're out in public, that means you're out in kind of open air space which means it's generally less likely for you to get exposed. Mm -hmm. um, if you keep your distance, you also diminish the exposure potential uh, significantly. So I don't see a place for N95s in the general public uh, for a lot of reasons. The number one reason right now is they're just, they need to be used for healthcare and other uh, first line responders. Well, this has been really helpful. Is there anything else you'd like people to know? I, I think uh, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. This is an evolving situation. Mm -hmm. It's really important to make sure you're uh, looking at and updating yourself on reliable information. So look at the CDC, the WHO, the Florida Department of Health sites, um, and make sure you're educated about what we know. I think over the coming weeks, we're going to hear a lot more about masks and the data that we have, or maybe more importantly, the lack of data. Mm -hmm. We clearly need more research in this area to guide us. Um, 
but because it's rapidly evolving, um, the guidance will change. That I guarantee you. What we're saying today may not be relevant next week. And so it's really important for people to stay up to speed. Well, Dr. Levine, this was really helpful, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you're doing a lot of good work right now for the state, and I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being with you. And again, thank you for working with folks to get good information to them. And be safe and stay healthy. Yeah, I will. And you too. Well, folks, that does it for today's episode. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. The Times is making all coronavirus coverage free as a public service, but please consider subscribing or making a donation to support this work. You can find a link to donate or subscribe in the description of this podcast. Also, we are officially up and running on almost all podcast platforms, so please subscribe, rate, and review us. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.